Ain't nobody Chaka Khan's biggest hit. Uh, we'll get to her in a minute. Um, she is not happy. We can do it now. All right. Well, yeah. so Shaka went. play some Shaka. We don't yeah. talk about it. Um, she is not pleased that, and she has since come out and apologized for this rant. But the original rant is funnier, so we're going with that. Um, <laughs> so um, she uh, was on a podcast called The Originals, hosted by a guy named Andrew Goldman. And um, she was very frustrated with Rolling Stone's list of the 200 greatest singers of all time. Um, she felt, when she was asked about the rankings, she, she came in at number 29. She said, these are blind blanks. They are blind as an MFing bat. They need hearing aids. They must be the children of Helen Keller. What got her so mad? Well, she disagreed with most of the list. Um, she she didn't like that Mary J. Blige was higher than her. Mary J. Blige was 25. Shaka Khan was 29. Now, I personally like both of them. I think they're probably equal. I don't think one being 25 and one being 29 is a big deal. Do you? No. Turn your mic on. No, yeah, um, I don't. I mean, listen, these are all like lists. We do those lists on ESPN all the time. You know, the the best... NBA players, and it's like it just gets everybody all riled up. Um, I will tell you, I mean, she's known as the queen of funk. Right. Okay. She's incredible. I've seen her perform live at the bowl. Um, I remember going to that thing, and like, I mean, this is not peak Shaka Khan. Yeah. Like, this is like a couple of years ago. Her peak was probably, what, 20 years ago? 15, right. 15, 20 years. She was still. Awesome. I think she's still great. She's Worthy awesome. and I were just talking about how he oh, yeah. he saw her recently, like, mm-hmm. then, and she was she was awesome. So she was in Rufus, also that yeah. band. Okay. Now, but how about this? Adele was ranked twenty second, oh. which I think is too low for Adele. Well, well who's in front then? Uh, if Adele's twenty two, then where is Aretha number one? Okay. Yes. Um, Adele twenty two and Shaka Khan twenty six, and Shaka Khan said threw up her hands and said, "Okay, I quit." I wouldn't put Chaka Khan ahead of Adele. I don't know that. And I, would I like Chaka Khan. It by the way, Bergman, you if if you get ranked like Mason and I are on that thing that we're either one, two, or three at every year, that's those rankings yep, that yep. come out. I think if you react negative to him, you, you you almost come off as a jerk. Yeah, absolutely you do. You're I, saying you're I, better I than people. Yes. I don't <laughs> think you can win reacting to ranked list do you no not absolutely not that's why like yes shaka khan comes off as like oh you think you're so much better than all of these people i she has an incredible voice we just heard a whole song from her it's beautiful yeah i remember but, when you know, uh it's subjective it's just rolling stones jay leno had won a month in the ratings when it was leno against letterman and he put took out a big billboard <laughs> in times square yeah that said we're number one with a big smile and Jay Leno and a thing that said The Tonight oh. Show. So Letterman bought the billboard next to it and wrote, we're number four and a big <laughs> smile of Letterman. So he totally got the last Okay, laugh. like like this list, I'm looking at the list now. Okay. Luther Vandross is 31. She's ahead of Luther. Yeah, I would- Hank I, Williams is number 30. I'm just looking at who's in front of her. Um, give me the top 10. Okay, let's go all the way back here. So I know Aretha is number one, right? Which I have no issue with. But um, and uh, Whitney Houston, I think, was number two, which okay, I have no issue. Here we with. go. Uh, I think Beyonce was in the top ten. Okay, Whitney's number two. 
Okay. Okay, so Aretha, then Whitney. Number three, they have Sam Cooke. He's pretty great. I don't know if I would go that high, but he's he's pretty good. Uh, Change is going to come, right? Like that's, yeah. an, that's an iconic I, I love song. Sam Cooke. I think he's great. Um, let's see here. Oh, I got to curl all the way to the bottom again. This is stupid. Uh, <laughs> okay, they had like, uh, like I saw Ray Charles on there. Stevie Wonder was in yeah, the top 10. all great. Yeah, I mean, I look, think if you're on the list- If you're in the top 30- And you come off as bitter, and she yeah. is, again, Shaka Khan has come out and apologized. You can't win, because everybody on the list is great. Yeah, Smokey Robinson's at 23, Adele, 22, Nina Simone, I don't know. I would put Nina Marvin Gaye, 20. That's like, it, Sinatra's nothing, 19. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being ranked behind those guys. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are already good. Anyway, so- I don't know. Celia Cruz? Yeah, come on. No. I'd, I'd put Chuck Khan ahead of her too, but you know what? If we want to quibble with some, Elvis is a seventeen. You want to, you know, Elvis. Elvis Presley. He's a huge singer, Overrated. but in terms of, Overrated. in terms Listen of like great singer, I don't know. Yeah, I like Elvis. I, I like I like everyone on the list. I just I just thought it was Prince weird. at sixteen. I would have ranked him higher. Yeah, um, Bob Dylan. Well, Bob Dylan's, Dylan's a, a songwriter. Yeah, and, but I, I don't know if he's, in terms of a voice, if he's even in the class right. of something. It's kind of a weird people. ranking, yeah. yeah. I don't know. They're all over the place. <laughs> okay. So, Rick Buecher was on Fox the other day. I like Rick a lot. Um, but he was on Fox the other day, and he said something about Kevin Durant when they were talking about mm-hmm. how Durant is going to fit in in Phoenix. And by the way, since he got to Phoenix, mm-hmm. they're 3-0, and all on the road, and he's averaging 27 points a game. He's fitting in great. But Rick thought Kevin Durant needs to do something that I completely disagree with. Here is what Buker said. Kevin Durant needs to get married. <laughs> What's the Kevin Durant needs a, a relationship that teaches him what you have to respond to and what you just let go. Hmm. And that, for me, is what marriage taught me. What's really important? All right. I know what Rick is saying. He wants Kevin to be more self-conscious and you know mm-hmm. the, the people around him. I, I see his point. Kevin Durant absolutely should not get married unless he absolutely wants to. Marriage is a choice. Marriage is hard. Yeah. You have to want it. You have to really want to make it work. I mean, you and I are both married. Mm-hmm. I, I'm lucky. I married like I my yeah. I hit the wife lottery, but it is it we both went into it knowing like we would be fine. Yeah. Lisa and I would be fine if we were both single. We would both have great lives, but they wouldn't be as good as it is now. And we don't take that for granted, but we wanted to be married. I always told her I I grew up because I knew I was going to go into TV sports. Yeah. I'd be all over the country and I'd have all these great experiences. I never wanted to get married. I just wanted to marry her. And that's what you need. Durant doesn't need to get married for the sake of getting married. That makes no sense. There, Mason's never getting married. He's too into him, and he would tell you that. He, you know, he doesn't. It, it's a, it, it's a situation where marriage is is something you have. To, it, it's not like, oh, I, I want to try this and see if it works. So, yeah. or if you, if that's your attitude, it's not going to work. I would never tell anybody to get married. Because I think it's something like you have to meet the right person. First of all, you know Kevin Durant was engaged at one point. Right. Um, and so I've written a lot of stories about Kevin and I've written a lot, like diving into his psyche and who he is. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Yep. And so he's therefore very interesting. Um, I think um, I think we, there is something to this. I know what Rick is saying because 
you know, what is Kevin's legacy? He's played for three or four different teams. He's asked for trade, not asked for trades, but he he left the the Thunder to go to the Warriors. He left the Warriors to go to the Nets. He asked right. the Nets for a trade to the Suns. Like he's moved around quite a bit. His legacy in high school, he played for three or four different high schools. He's he's sort of a, a traveling man, right? right? Not a roots kind of person. So I understand what Rick's saying about the marriage yeah. issue because. Um, you know he's he's uh, he's he has never put roots down with any one NBA franchise. His legacy will be as somebody who's moved around rather than somebody who played um, a long stretch of time with one franchise. Right. Whether but it's I, all his friend his time or not. So um, you know you know what they people say that about too is Clay, right? Like on the Warriors, like everybody's. Right. But nobody nobody questions nobody says that out loud about like because Clay's the one single guy on that team. A lot of the right. a lot of the starters now. A lot of the the. Um, the star players for the for the Warriors are all married. It's Steph and Aisha, right? Draymond's yeah. married, and um, it's uh, that Andre Iguodala's married. They, you know, and Clay's sort of the the the. Um, I think he's 33, 34 now. But once you hit thirty, people kind of go, "Why aren't you married yet?" Right? I, I to me, like the life we lead in professional sports is, I find, um, very hard to build a relationship with once you're in it like most people like, like if i met somebody while i was at espn or on my on the climb right while right. i was in the the travel and the on the climb and my schedule and it's all crazy like that it would have been really hard to build a a stable great relationship i met my husband way earlier like right. we met dated fell in love all that way before i ever was in this this lifestyle it's really hard um, I mean, it's it's you're always on the go. You're so committed to your job, and you're on the team. It's really hard to build a family. So uh, when you mentioned Clay, mm-hmm. uh, this was something funny that I saw when we did the game yeah. at Golden State like 12 days ago. You know, we yeah. played the Warriors yesterday. Yeah. But we played here 12 days ago. You know, they play those games on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. yeah. The question was, they asked all the married guys, if you had to get one of your teammates – to babysit for you, <laughs> who would be the worst okay. choice? Like who the would worst be, choice? Yeah, who would be the one you wouldn't ask. Here's how it went: the worst babysitter on the team would probably Clay Thompson. Um, it's about halfway through, he might forget that there's a baby he's responsible for. I would probably say, uh, gosh, gosh, gosh. This is Clay. a great question. The worst babysitter, Clay. He would forget that he was actually babysitting. Oh, man, that's funny. I don't want to offend anybody. No question, Clay Thompson. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably say... Clay. Feel a worse. Gosh, that's a great question. Clay can't be one of the older guys because they all have children and they're very good fathers. So I would assume it would be Jonathan Kaminga. Tends to be forgetful sometimes. And, you know, you can't be forgetting somebody's lunch or nap time and... I say JK. I don't. Sorry, JK. <laughs> uh, probably JK. I wouldn't trust Kaminga to watch my kids, so I'm gonna say JK. He like to have too much fun. This sounds right. We saw the right thing to say. So the, the it, it was either Clay or Kaminga. Yeah. But I thought that line Kerr and uh, and Curry had was great. Yeah. He would actually forget there was a baby. <laughs> you know what though? <laughs> Clay's a good dog father. He is. I mean, do you Rocco. follow Clay and Rocco? 
Like, like he yeah. loves Rocco. Like, he is devoted to that dog. Yeah, that's his most famous dog in He, San like, Francisco. wants to take the dog on the road with him if he could. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> one thing that, that is my new favorite yeah. my new favorite relationship in the world is Michael and Roman, Trace's son. Oh, yeah. All right, so Trace's son is about six months old. I think he's older than that now. Mike has... Oh, yeah, because he's yeah. already dancing. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to be, like, a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. And he's... Michael's already bought him Zubaz pants. They sit and watch sports together. I know. The, the, he'll put Michael will put like Michael Jackson yeah. or Bob Marley on the TV, yeah. and Roman will get up and just start dancing yeah. right in the middle of the room. It's the greatest. thing If you thing text ever. or call Michael when he's yeah. watching Roman, he's like, "I'm sorry, I, I can't. I'm busy. I'm busy. Watching, no, I'm with yeah, <laughs> watching Roman. Uh, yeah, it's and you know how many grandpas are entrusted with grandkids in a sort of hey you cake him for a couple of hours uh, i don't right. I, I don't leave my kids alone with my dad for too long like i mean he comes over and plays with them but right. i he's not changing there's any a, diapers yeah there's like. a time limit all right um coming up next do nba players during a game are they conscious of their stats do they know how many points how many rebounds how many assists <laughs> i have evidence that they know exactly what those numbers are and I'll explain next. By the way, Game of Games coming up later. It's my game today. Um, it's Andy's game tomorrow. Your game Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, Greg's doing Thursday and Michael's doing Friday. But it's my game today. And uh, we'll have that coming up for you in about uh, 25 minutes. Mason and Ireland, ESPN LA. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Today it's Momo in Ireland, Ramona Shelburne hanging out. Mason's on vacation this week again. Uh, and um, so over the weekend, there was a game between uh, Milwaukee and I want to say Philadelphia? the Knicks, Greg. I'm trying to remember who it was, but I think it was Milwaukee and the Knicks, but might have been Philadelphia. You might yeah. have been right. Anyway, end of the game. And Oh, no, you're talking about the game last night. Yeah, when Giannis did this thing. So Giannis, who's one of the great guys in the NBA, everybody loves him, great player, unbelievable guy, is one rebound short of a triple-double, all right? And the game is winding down, final seconds. And Giannis is dribbling out the clock. And he realizes that he's standing next to the basket. Yeah, and they were playing the Wizards. Okay, it was the Wizards. So he realizes he's standing next to the basket. So with like two seconds to go, Giannis, there's nobody near him because the game is winding down and ending. Giannis 
throws the ball underneath the rim, into the rim, and grabs it to get a free rebound and get his 10th rebound and get a triple-double. The league saw video of what he did and took the rebound away. So he does not get a triple-double. What do you think about what Giannis did? What do you think about what the league did? Okay, so if you watch the video, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Like, if you watch... No one within 10 feet Yeah, like, it's literally the end of a game. There's two seconds left. He's not trying to score. He just kind of, like, bounces the ball off the backboard and catches it. Right. <laughs> like, it's... Right. And everybody's, like, walking onto the court. Like, it's... The game's over. Correct. So, according to Zach Lowe, who wrote this story... Okay. Um, he says, League rules state that in order for a field goal attempt to count, a player must shoot with intent to score, which is how the league is explaining rescinding that 10th rebound. That's true. He was not shooting at all. I was unaware of that rule. Were you? Yeah, I was totally unaware. Yeah. Bergman, what do you think? What do you think about what Giannis did? What do you think about what the league did? I mean, it's very much like Ricky Davis did when he was with the Celtics, right? When he right. just threw it and he threw it off the backboard. But this this was at least, I, I mean, I think it's too much. He was just messing around. I don't, I don't have a problem with him doing it. But, I mean, who cares? Right. That was my point. It's Giannis. He's the most well-liked guy in the league. Who you know, cares? this is this is you Give know how I always rebound. tell you about confirmation bias? Yeah. Okay, there's the the opposite of that, right? So confirmation bias means when you have an idea about somebody, you will look for information to support that idea and disregard information that does not support the idea. So if Jokic did that and Kendrick Perkins has kind of called him out for stat padding and then Jokic made a joke about his stat pad. He made a I thought the Jokic joke was pretty funny last week where he just said you know, somebody said, how do you feel about getting your 100th career triple-double? And he goes, oh, it's easy when you're stat padding. <laughs> yeah. right? like, I mean, it was, a good, it was a good way to turn that on its head. Um, but Jokic has this sort of rep around the league is maybe stat padding a little bit. Or maybe the Nuggets are. Richard Jefferson caused a little ruckus himself talking about um, how, how Denver players look to shoot after his passes so he can get his assists up. Um, then you filter that information in. Giannis has, does not have that reputation. This idea that right. Giannis doesn't everybody pad is, likes him. Everybody likes him. So this i so this idea that he would be stat padding, people just dismiss it and just say, no, we don't, don't want to believe it. Yeah, the problem is once you start legislating yeah. rebounds. Uh huh. Oh boy. I mean, where does it stop? Yeah. Okay, so if that game would have been, all right, if it's the end of the quarter and you throw up a seventy-five footer. And you miss, right. and I grab it, and the horn sounds. I get a rebound. Yeah. Well, you have an intent to score. Yeah, it seems weird. It's a good definition. Actually. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gotten involved if I was the NBA. I thought it was an overreaction. Bergman, would you have taken it away? Uh, probably, yeah, because he wasn't. There was no intent to score, and he like literally was just pe- yeah, pushing the off video the backboard. Is very it looks surly. <laughs> it looks so dumb. <laughs> like he doesn't deserve a rebound for that. By the way, one. If you told me right now. I get one team to win the NBA title, one and only one, okay. and that's it. I have been f- for two months. The Lakers. <laughs> of course. No, I've been for two months Milwaukee. I, For the first time, I'm hesitating, and I'm thinking about sh- switching to Phoenix. If I put that question wow. to you, you get one team. One team that I think can, will win or can win. No, that's going to win it all. Let's say I'm giving you $100 million if you get this right, but you only get wow. one. You get one. Who are you, who are you betting the money on? Oh, I would, I would go with Milwaukee still. Greg? 
Milwaukee's the right answer for me. Jorge. Too. Yeah, with the crowd, Milwaukee. I think I'm switching to Phoenix. I think you're, you're on board. I think they're too good. I think they're really, really good, but How? we haven't seen anyone scheme against them yet. Okay, but think about it. How do you defend that? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Okay. You can't let Devin Booker run wild. He's too yeah. good. You can't let Durant run wild. He's too good. DeAndre Ayton is very close to the basket. People are going to stop guarding Chris Paul. Yeah, they'll they'll just sag off of him. Yeah, and and it may and I they'll think double off of him. Right, and I think when they do, he's gonna he's gonna make them pay. I have confidence. I will. In the, Chris the thing Paul. I would say about the Suns is that Devin Booker and Chris Devin Booker's had injuries all year all year long. Um, in and out, I think it was a hamstring or a groin or something like that. He's he's been battling that, so uh, that's the only thing that gives me pause about that. I guess Chris Middleton would fall into the same category as the Bucks, but they've seemed to be able to win without him. Right. I if they get Middleton back, it'll be very hard. Yeah. But it's, I'm down to those two right now until yeah. LeBron comes back miraculously from injury and leads the Lakers on a magic carpet ride. I'm still ride. A crazy Warriors person too. I'm I'm yeah. still I am on too. That train. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm texting somebody right now that's worried about the Warriors. I said, stop worrying. They have too much championship yeah. DNA. They're going to get Andrew Wiggins back. Steph last night in the four yesterday in the fourth quarter looks like he's five minutes away from being Steph again. You know, um, Steph lifts after the games. Yeah, a lot of guys do. I mean, of, I was like, I'm friends just, with some of the Lakers yeah. strength coaches, and, and and they they go right to the weight room right after the game. Gosh, yeah, it's nuts. Um, it, yeah, it just it it seems to me that that Milwaukee has been the pick, and now Phoenix is making everybody think twice because they're so good. Uh, but we'll see what happens. All right, coming up next, um, this Bergman found this story, and it, it I have to admit it scares me. Ford, the car maker, applied for a patent that will automatically repossess a car Whoa. in the future if it's a self-driving car. So if you're late on your payment, they'll take it. I think this opens up a whole can of worms that I'll get into next. Game of Games in 15 minutes. Mason and Ireland, ESPN LA. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, Mason in Ireland, Ramona Shelburne in for Mace. I have half a headphone on. I have half a brain. Yeah, that's all right. What the hell? Um, <laughs> I was like, I think I left my wallet I when have, I went to go yeah, get some uh, I have no water. idea where the other half of these it's headphones It's right in my other went, pocket. But it'll be around somewhere. Yeah, cut, yeah. uh, okay, so Bergman found this story that Ford has applied for a patent that will automatically repossess a car in the future 
if it's self-driving. Um, so picture this, Ramona. That means they have control of your car at any time. Ooh. All right? We're, so we're just going to be sitting there, and if I forgot to make a car payment, my car drives away? Greg, this is a disaster waiting to happen, don't oh, you think? hundred percent. Like, what happens if they, just, if they have control, then at any point, even if you're not late, they can just have the car go and just start going somewhere else. And what if the car just starts to take a little bit of a mind of its own, Momo, and it just says, like, all, I'm out of here. This is too much AI stuff. Well, me. you know, they're all, all these car companies yeah. are all in on self-driving cars, and they're coming. And we're going to have to get used to it. But I'm making Mason try it first. There's also the fact that like you can hack into this system that if someone has control of it, someone else could hack into it and just steal your car. So there's a whole there's a whole issue with the self-driving car that is being... There's a couple of lawsuits that have come out because I think Tesla's got some self-driving cars out there. And they've... You know, people who... So every once in a while, they don't work. Like, they don't sense the other car. They read they, they read something differently. And there are people who died in these accidents. Right. Um and who's the liability for? Like, if you if you're self driving, if you die in an accident that the self driving car ca- caused, right? Is, is the company liable? I mean, I I don't I don't get it. I'm not gonna. Yeah, do I it. am. A, I I know they're coming. I know I'm gonna have to to ride in a self driving car, but I'm letting other people try it first. I am yeah. not anxious. I like driving. I like being behind the wheel. I yeah. like controlling things. I that the the whole self driving car thing scares the hell. Yeah, out of I me. mean, the truth is they're probably safer than most drivers. Like on the aggregate, when you look at the whole, you know, that they probably are better drivers than regular drivers. Like you're probably a very safe driver, right? Yeah, but, I've had good luck so far. I yeah, always say, wood for yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I but always like, say you can be a good driver and still get an accident. Yeah. Um, the um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about before uh, we head to game of games is I read an excerpt from Lisa Guerrero's book. It's called Warrior. It's about her journey in sports casting, and now she works for Inside Edition. And mm-hmm. She's a Rams cheerleader, and she's had some things happen to her in her life that she's had to overcome. Uh, it, I actually think I'm going to end up buying the book. It seems like a really good book. But one of the, the excerpts I read talked about her time on Monday Night Football and how she was a sideline reporter for one year, and then they blew her out. And she said the reason they blew her out is because she made – somewhat of a kind of innocuous mistake in her first week. She was talking to, I think it was Lavernius Coles, who was a ride receiver, Mm -hmm. and she asked him about a teammate, and it was an ex-teammate, and she didn't put the word ex in there. And the, you know, social media killed her, and the producers killed her, and Mm -hmm. basically they said after that they wouldn't take the training wheels off, and they wouldn't let me do anything. Yep. and, um, And... she said that the public criticism, particularly on talk radio and online, was just awful. And she said she went through depression. She was crying herself to sleep at night. She said she had suicidal thoughts. It was really bad. And I, I got to think, and you were the person I want to ask about yeah. this because I know it's happened to you because I, when you leave your Twitter account open, I see no, Or you get caught up in my mentions. Yeah. yeah. Um, why is it, do you think... That when, I'll use me as an example, Mm -hmm. when I get criticized for something, the criticism is of my work, Mm -hmm. a mistake I made or something like that. When you get criticized, it is more, or Lisa gets criticized, Lisa Guerrero, it's more often not about appearance. Yeah. Um, Why is that and is there anything we can do to fix it? I, I, I think 
um, the difference is when when men always get when they get when you make a mistake like there's a sort of assumption that sports are male territory and like there's no barrier to entry for men right like you don't right. have to establish your bona fides on basketball to work as a commentator in basketball and I always look around at my male colleagues thinking like do they did they all play like high school basketball do they all know basketball better than I do or something. I played high school basketball. I right. know basketball. I talk to people who play basketball. And I also stay in my lane, which is that I know that I don't know the X's and O's as well as the coach that I'm covering. Or right. the, I don't try to outsmart the coach. Now, I feel much more confident when I know that just in terms of strategy, et cetera, on baseball because I played college softball on a much higher level. Yeah. Um, but I think with men – you get criticized on your work, like like as, nobody questions your credibility or your credentials, and nobody ever talks about what I'm wearing right. or what my hair looks like. Yeah. And but but to you and to Lisa and to all those yeah. other women that are working in the business, it's almost always cosmetic. It's yeah, almost always. It, well, about, I would use a different word, personal. Yeah, it's same. more personal. Both, both both work, right? Yeah. Um, and so whether it's about your appearance, whether it's about your credibility, whether it's about you know personal stuff. That, that feels like like nobody would come after you for your marriage or your life or, you know, like, oh, the Orange County guy who, would, uh, you know, whatever. Like, the, people wouldn't criticize you for that um, in, in, in when you're talking about a Laker game. Like, I, I hear you on the radio. I was listening the other day. And you were, it was the Dallas game when they fell behind and they couldn't make a three and Dallas was up. Right. And it's like you're analyzing the game. And if I did that, I think it would be fine. But people could, with it, like, they question my... Um, they'll question my authority or credibility to even make that analysis. Well, that makes no sense to me. Like, for example, sense? last, yes, it does make sense. And it, it's also an accurate portrayal of what yeah. actually happens. But I'll give you an example. So uh, at the game yesterday, Michael and I were in our regular spot doing the game. Yep. And Sedano was doing the game for ESPN Radio. And he's working with Roz. Yeah. Who, who played Stan, who played women's basketball for Stanford and by was the, way. the sideline reporter for yeah. the Warriors for several years. Yeah. Knows more than 90% of the guys yeah. I know. I I guess it's a disconnect for me that the audience wouldn't respect that, but I'm not sure that they do. I, I don't think they see her as a women's basketball player, like right. like Roz. Uh, Roz like Monica, I think Monica, Monica McNutt's really she good. Georgetown. And now she's doing uh, yeah, analysts. She's doing and, the Knicks. Yeah, she's I mean, working with my guy but, Ed Cohen doing the Knicks. But games. people will look at at a woman in sports, and they'll immediately the first thing they'll evaluate is how she looks. Right? They'll evaluate the the first thought that most okay 90 percent of the viewers are male mm -hmm. okay and the first time they see a woman on tv their first thought mostly goes to how does she look right not did she play does is there she anything we can do about that or is that just the way the world so. works i think it's more just like now we know so I'll, I'll tell you this when i when i see people out yeah um a lot of times they'll say to me one of the first things they go I love listening to you on the radio you really you really um stand up for yourself on there you know you really know what you're talking about <laughs> Like with those guys, you know, right? You, like you really know like what you're talking about. Like why wouldn't you? I, like, I guess that's a weird. I mean, that's I a backhanded compliment. Right, yeah. it is. Like as if your assumption that you're what? Are you surprised? Yeah. Like this is literally what Bourbon, I do for a your living. Like, pseudo management. Is there anything we can do to keep to control this, or is this just the way the world works? To control social media. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, what am I saying? I would I would love to say that yes, yeah. there is. I'm, but I'm, no. I'm I'm an idiot. Social media is the worst. It just, but uh, but Lisa was even saying that in her book that it wasn't just yeah. social media, but it was her bosses that were like 
basically commenting on strictly on her appearance uh-huh. and strictly what she was wearing and not necessarily judging the content of her work. And I thought, man, that is a ridiculous double standard. Well, I also um, I think that, look, we make a and I and I, I appreciate the position she's in because the sideline reporter on Monday Night Football is like one of the biggest most visible jobs you can have. You can yeah. have. Right. And so when you make a mistake there. It is so highlighted, right? Right, it's so magnified. Like, oh my gosh, like everything is the biggest thing ever. And so I always am aware of it. I talk about this with female refs a lot. Yeah. When they oh, that's make a good a mistake, point. Right? That's a good like, comp. Female, yeah. female refs make mistakes and it's like they're yeah. evaluating her credibility to be a referee in the NBA. Right, I remember Chris Paul actually said once, yeah. I don't think this is for her. Right. And I'd never heard him say that about a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. All right, coming up next, game of games. Bergman, does anyone have the lead this month? No, everybody has one. It's like everybody's got one. Ooh. Is anybody from uh, the afternoon show uh, playing? I was trying to get to Sedano. He hasn't gotten back yet, so I'm going to ask Cappy yeah. now. Okay. Um, we will. It's my game. We'll do it next. Woo! Momo in for Mace. Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, no mace this week, but... Ramona Shelburne has us amply covered. She's here today. George Sedano just walked in. I got I to did. sit. I got to sit next to George last night, and we didn't literally didn't say five words to each other. I know we did. We had a conversation in the bathroom, in the hallway. To, oh no, in point. the bathroom too. In the hallway, yeah. and then in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> but uh, how'd it go? Lakers played good. Uh, they did. Anthony yeah. Davis, and they had an answer every time. I loved it. I thought it was a great, great team building type win. By the way, when we do crosstalk, yes. I have a Mason update. Oh. Because remember you and I talked about that, that idiot. He didn't go dark, did he? Okay. I just, I okay. don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, he said he was going zero dark Mace. He's in Cape. He's such a liar. He's Why? He was on vacation. Okay. Yeah. But well, I have an update. Well, the Where is way he? the, he's Who in knows? New Mexico, I, oh, see. He, I think right. he said. But yeah. um, <laughs> the, uh, the funny thing is, <laughs> years ago, yeah. Mason says, Dark, zero dark Mason. Going dark. Yeah. And I go, you can't go dark, Bob. I go, swear to God. Yep. Swear on my mom's like, going dark, going dark. I go, okay. So I Ramona fills in for Mason. Ramona comes in and I go, I actually kind of believe Mason. He was like swearing on his mom's life. And Ramona pauses. She goes, he made a fantasy baseball trade with me 20 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> he, yeah, he's incapable. Right, it, yeah, you want me just to give it to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, why not? All right, hold on. So today, 1.31 p.m., I get a text from Steve Mason, allowing myself half an hour per day online. Yeah, get yeah. Just, just an idiot. Says, going tech-free is impossible. Are you interested in Anthony Davis? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. To which That's I great. said to him, nope, just traded Shea Alexander to Brian Kamineski for LaMelo. I'm good. But this conversation will definitely come up okay, during well, crosstalk. All right, before we get into it. Why That's would you great. make a trade for Lamelo? Is any out keep, for the year? I can keep Lamelo for oh, okay. next year, and I can't keep Shea. Got it. Okay. All right. So here's the game. Uh, Greg's playing. Jorge's playing. Momo's playing. Sedano's playing. Um, tomorrow night, 
one of my favorite guys. Okay. Pau Gasol gets his number retired by the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So in honor of that, I have a Pau Gasol quiz. Ooh, good. I, oh. I might win this. She's going to win. It's multiple choice. George will be good. Greg might do well. Oh, or, hey, I don't know. I mean, swag. this could be hard. Okay. Yeah. Straight up swag. Yeah. Swag. Okay. Okay. So everybody has a chance. Here we go. Gasol's, Gasol is actually Pau's middle name, which is common in Spain. His actual last name is A. Vasquez, B. Saez, C. Juarez. Jorge Vasquez, Saez, or Juarez? Saez. Okay, uh, Greg. Saez. Okay, Ramona. Saez. Sedano. Saez. Yep, you guys are all right. His name is Pau Gasol Saez. S A E Z. Everybody on the I board. I did not know that, but that actually just saw sounded it last the most week. Spanish. Yeah, we oh, did you? Last week. Okay. We Googled that last week. Yeah. Choices. All right. When Pau was drafted by Memphis, his parents moved the whole family to Tennessee. Mark, Pau's younger brother, played on the same high school basketball team with which famous teammate? Is it A, Elvis Presley's grandson, Elton, Lisa Marie's son? (laughs) Wow, okay. Jerry West's son, Johnny, or Justin Timberlake's nephew, Nick? Greg, A, B, or C? Uh, Johnny West. Okay, Uh, Ramona. How old is Johnny West, though? I'm going to go with, what what was C again? Elton Presley, Johnny West, or Nick Timberlake? I'm going with Nick Timberlake. Okay. Uh, Sonata. I'm also going to go with Nick Timberlake. Uh, Jorge. I'm going with Nick as well. You guys are all dopes. Jerry West was the GM. Greg had it from the beginning. Yeah, but yep. I'm trying to think like how old Johnny was. I didn't Johnny's think the same age as there. Mark Gasol. And Johnny, by the way, was at the game yesterday. He's now know, an exec see, with wow. the Warriors. Nick, Nick Timberlake can't be that old. Nick Timberlake is a made-up person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. I made, and so is Elton Presley, like, by the Justin way. Justin no, Timberlake. I just made those oh. two names up. Justin Timberlake's not old enough. To I mean, I knew Jerry West was the GM there, oh, but I didn't know true. that he moved his whole family there. giveaway. Yeah. I thought the West brothers grew up out here. All right, so Bergman's got the lead. All right, here we go. Pow was a six-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. How many times did he make All-NBA in his career? A, four, B, five, or C, six? Ramona, four, five, or six, All-NBA for Pow. Four. Uh, Sedano. I'm going to go four. Uh, Jorge. Five. Greg. Yeah, five. The answer is four, and we have a three-way tie. A Tim Duncan problem place. right there, yeah. right? Yeah. He was well, uh, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, and a bunch twice of on the yeah. second team, twice on the third team. Yeah, yeah. he ran into a couple. Okay. Really good Chris guys. Weber even early in his yeah. career. All right, um, Dirk Powell yeah. was named Rookie of the Year in 2002. How many non-American players had won the award before he did? In other words, how many guys Rookie before Gasol yeah. who weren't uh, American? Yeah. Won the award. Uh, is it George? This one's to you. A zero, B two, C five. I'm gonna go zero. Okay, uh, Jorge. <sighs> what was the sec- What was the other number? Two or five? I'll zero, two. two or five? You're two. going two. Greg. Zero. Uh, Momo. Two. The answer is zero. Wow. Yeah. I thought for sure. No Steve like, Nash or Do you want to know how I knew this? How'd you know? Pat Riley told me once. He said one of the, he, you know, there was a time Pat Riley said that one of the hmm. biggest mistakes he made was not trying to draft Pau Gasol. Um, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. So it's now Bergman three, Sedano three, Momo two, and Jorge one. Here's the next one. Pau Gasol enrolled in a school at the University of Barcelona in 1998, mm-hmm. but he left 
after one year as his basketball career at FC Barcelona started to take off. What type of school did Pau attend? Was it A, law school, B, engineering school, or C, medical school? Uh, Jorge, law school, engineering school, or medical school? Engineering school. Okay, uh, Greg. Medical school. Ramona. Medical school. Sedano. Medical school. Medical school is the right answer. As a matter of fact, both of his parents are were, doctors. Yeah, yeah. so it, it all kind of worked out that way. All right, so four for Bergman, four for Sedano, three for Ramona. Jorge, how's that swag yeah. system going? I got one. All right. <laughs> good, Doc. Enough to pass the Curtis. All right, there's three left, so you, you're not all dead right. yet. All right, here we go. We'll start making the leaders go first. In 2010, UNICEF commenced the Pau Gasol Project. What was the Pau Gasol Project? A, it donated $1,000 to St. Jude's Hospital for every basket Pau scored. B, it fought infant hunger in Ethiopia. Or C, it brought aid to homelessness in Barcelona and Seville, the two towns Pau played in in Spain. Bergman, A, B, or C? Ooh, I'm guessing either A or C. I'm going to say A. It donated 1000 to St. Yeah. Jude's for every basket. Yeah. Okay, uh, Sedano? I'm going to say B. It fought infant hunger in Ethiopia. Ramona? B. You're going with the same one. Jorge? C. Uh, you're going aid to homelessness. The answer, Sedano and Ramona got it. Infant hunger in Ethiopia yeah. is what it faced. I think I remember him traveling to Africa. Which yeah. means Sedano has taken the lead. Ramona, you've tied Bergman. And Jorge. Hasta la vista. You're out. <laughs> yeah. I know All right, that two one. Left. All right. Uh, actually, there's one left and a tiebreaker. Oh, okay. All right, so, let's go. Uh, Sedano needs to go first. George, if you get this, you win it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I'm sorry. There are two left. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In game seven against the Celtics in the 2010 NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Pau had 19 points. How many rebounds did he have in that game? A, 13, B, 15, C, 18. So he had 19 points. I'm looking for the rebounds. Mm-hmm. Sedano, 13, 15, or 18? Game seven. I'm going to say 15. Okay. Uh, Bergman. It's dangerous. I'm going to say 18. Momo. I'm going to say 18 as well. 18 is the correct answer, ah! which means a three-way, three-way tie. tie. All right. Okay. Yeah. One more and then a tie Kobe break. had 17, right? Uh, Kobe was 6 of 24 from the field. I know, but he had a lot of rebounds in that yeah. game, too. Okay. Yeah. That's so why I went you low, answer, in the middle. Yeah, I know. Okay, was, you don't, have to, you don't have to play politics here. Answer what you think is right because yeah. everybody's tied. All right, here we go. In 2012 in London, Powell was the leading scorer at the Summer Olympics. He was also asked to be Spain's flag bearer in the opening ceremonies when the first choice got injured. Who was supposed to be the flag bearer for Spain before Gasol stepped in? Was it A, tennis star Rafa Nadal, B, soccer star Davi Villa, or C, golfer Sergio Garcia? So, Momo, Nadal, Villa, or Garcia? Villa. Davi Villa. Uh, Greg. Davi Villa. Sedano. Mm. I'll go Villa. The correct answer. Rafa Nadal. Oh, you should have gone. Why didn't you do it? All three of you are still alive. And it comes down. That would have. No guts, no glory. I I need you guys all to write something down. We all just thought it was Via, though. Do you have something to write with and write on? Well, because Spain is a big soccer country. 
I got it. I got it. Okay, okay. Go Greg's on. got one. Can I do it. it on my phone? Yeah, I yeah. Known. Yeah, just put a number on your phone. So here it is. You're all gonna you're all gonna write down a number after this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Pau played twelve hundred and twenty six NBA games. Okay. Mm-hmm. How many of those games did he play as a Laker? Ooh. Closest wins. He played twelve hundred and twenty six NBA games. How many did he play as a Laker? Okay. Everybody tell me when they've got their number. I got okay. a number. I got it. Greg, you got one? I got a number. All right, Bergman, what was your number? 613. Okay. 613 for Greg. Which is exactly half. Sedano. 300. 300. Momo. 740. I think it's going to be Greg. And now I'm remembering you played for the Bulls at the end, too. Yeah. The correct answer is 429. Oh, George Sedano is the closest. Yeah. You were 129 away. Uh, Bergman, you were a little 151 plus 13. You were 167 away. You were close. Oh, but, dang. Then, well, uh, it, I, I should have won anyway because I, I was going to say Nadal and I went with them because they you don't get to You don't get to like, way, say I should have won because ooh. I didn't say the I thing. By anyway. the way, yeah. By the hey, way, Sedano now has two. Question, I, I was just going to ask you that. I think you have the. You have two. Has he ever won a month? I think yes, you he did. did. You did win a month. I did win a month. Yeah, he, he won, won October month. last year. Like mm-hmm. I literally don't even care if I win the month as long as you beat Mason. Yes. The, my, my, right. my, like you know how uh, Tiger Woods is greatest. The streak he's most proud of is that yeah. he went like eight or nine years without making a cut. The streak I'm most proud of is that Mason has never won a month of Game of Games ever. In the Greg, what are we doing? Three That's years kind of now. Yeah, it's been a really him. long time. It's either me, Bergman, or Jorge every time, and Sedano once every That's, single time. Isn't that weird? That he's weird never is an interesting won word choice. A month. Hilarious. It's yeah. That's yeah. a better one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, like he's well, I would say he's here every day, but he's really not. Yeah, no, he's not. He's like the opposite of that. Uh, but uh, you know, it happens. So <laughs> we we talked a lot earlier, uh, Sedano, about Ja Morant. Yeah, and we we spent like the whole first hour talking about this. We Ramona and I tend to think that this could drag on a little bit. Travis and yeah. Sliwa think. The NBA is going to punt on it pretty nope. quick, and he's going to be back next week. Nope. I, what's your take on that whole situation? I think that with Ramona's most recent reporting, now I thought the NBA would get involved even prior to Ramona's recent reporting. Right. Um, but now with Ramona's recent reporting, I feel like this is definitely going to drag on for a while. You mean um, with the legal stuff? Correct. The, yeah. And I think that they're not going to let him play until that stuff gets sorted out. Um, and there's still the potential of a 50-game suspension if they find out that he had the weapon on the team planes. So. Right. And and I'm trying to remember, Momo, do you remember what they, they suspended arenas for? He I mean, brought uh, load, He brought unloaded weapons to the Do you remember how long? Room. Greg, look at it. Indefinitely. How long, right. Indefinitely. And then, and then yeah. how long Him did he Javaris end up? Him and Crittenton. Yeah. yeah. How long did he end up serving? Like, was I it, think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it, did was he ever that come back from that? Was that the end of his career? No, he played somewhere else after. Um, I'm trying to remember. But George, I'm with you. If the gun, the gun is a it's like a one year suspension. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no way John Morant's getting two games. Yeah. It's just no chance. I know Travis felt strongly that the NBA doesn't want attention to the drawn to this, but it's if that gun, especially if it was loaded, if if that was on the even in his even in his luggage. So arenas had 50 games. 50 games, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so even if it was in his luggage, yeah, like packed underneath the plane, you can't be carrying a loaded gun into it those trucks go into arenas and hotels orlando magic memphis grizzlies uh after that 
Yeah. Okay. It, it okay. just and I like Ja. I, I've, I've been a big fan of his ever since he started. He seems like a good kid. I'm really hoping that this gets his attention. Well, and then, like, George, I was talking earlier that I have friends, like the guys that were in my wedding. If I, met, if I F up, they're the first people to get on me about it. Yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not enabling me and talking to me. John needs to get some people in his life if he doesn't have them already, and maybe it could be his dad, although his dad seems to be a fun guy, um, that have got to tell him, look, man, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I, I would say this, look. Um, I'm just glad that at 23 years old there wasn't Instagram or Twitter for me. I agree. Yeah. Is what I would say. I agree. Um, and then you magnify that with the spotlight that he has. And um, the fact that he has $100 million and $200 million coming. Right. And- um, I, but even the money aside, like I would just say that, um, you know, he's got a responsibility as one. He is legitimately one of the faces of this sport now. Yep. And, and definitely of his team. He's electric to watch on the floor and honestly very charismatic off the floor um now tracy mcgrady uh, our colleague or former colleague here at espn Mm -hmm. a couple of months ago was on all the smoke podcast with uh you know matt barnes and stephen jackson's podcast talking about how he didn't like some of the the stuff he was seeing on social media with that team and he said they need a vet and when i i didn't realize this because I just assumed there had to have been someone else. There's not a player 30 or older on that team. Now, Danny yeah, Green Yeah, they had was Danny Green and they traded him. But Danny Green was not playing, number one. Yeah. And by the way, not everyone is in on that, right? Like, not everyone's there to, you know, to mentor, right? Yeah. Now, Steven Adams isn't 30. Not yet. Huh. Wow. No, wow. He's been, he's been in the league for a long time. time. Yeah, he's, yeah, since he was 19. So I remember, huh. you know, when I was a young reporter, um, my first year, I came in the same year as Dwayne Wade's rookie year when I was in Miami. And I remember talking to Dwayne, you know, years later about like his vets, right? Because we were talking, we did a story about vets and everyone just assumes it was Shaq because he came his second year. And he said, no, no, the guys that taught me to be a professional. Haslam? No, because they came in as rookies. Okay. Eddie Jones and Brian Grant were on his rookie team. Hmm. And he said, I had two of the greatest veteran leaders on my team that just taught me how to be a professional. And I think that stuff matters. Mm -hmm. Um, now the good thing about Ja, I'm going to take a half glass, full, uh, half uh, glass full approach to this. Yep. Yes, brandishing the weapon on Instagram Live was not very smart. However, there were no injuries, right? Which then could, because I mean, listen, we've seen situations in the NBA. 100%. Jason yep. Williams, right? The yeah. New Jersey Nets back in the day. Uh, Javaris Crittenton's in jail, right? Well, yeah. there was the right actual thing right. that happened. But, there. but the Jason Williams thing was an accidental discharge, right? Right. Right. Um, so thankfully, nothing like that happened in the establishment he was at. So, and hopefully, he does. Him, his family, the Grizzlies, everyone understands um, that what he said in his statement. People are going to hold him to that. You know. Yeah. Um, let's get Cappy in here. Jorge, hit the super stager. And we welcome to the show the one and only Scott Kaplan. Cappy, how are you? I'm good. Now, I, I didn't scream love boat into yeah, my no. megaphone. Where, because, where, what's happening? Well, because Mason's not here to do what he does. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, but Mason, is, it, Mason is communicating with Sedano, trying yeah, to make fantasy his, basketball uh, trades. His tech thing. Yeah, he already broke yeah, that. He, the that. silence is broken. <laughs> but do, you think, do you think it's By the way, I to, could, to scream I, I could go a whole day. Not being connected. Let me tell you something. No I, I did it a couple of years ago. I did it for, I think it was like eight or nine days, and it was so refreshing. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, so I mean, nice. it was funny. I offered. What did you do the whole time? We just went to a Caribbean <laughs> island yeah. and just went to the beach every day and drank and ate, and we went some with some friends, and we had a mm. blast. And we didn't look at our phones other than to look at the time. All right. So 
Oh, I don't think I could. Before you had kids, Sedano and I. Okay, yeah. Sedano and I both worked the Laker game yesterday, and so Captain Ramona, I want to put this to you guys. I've been saying because you know I'm a shameless Laker apologist that they're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Playoffs or play in? It'll be play in. Okay, I think. But now I actually believe it. Yeah. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think Anthony Davis. That was good, John. I was trying to talk myself into it, yeah. but now I think Anthony Davis is pretty much unguardable. Momo, are they making the play in? I, I thought they were going to make the play in the whole time because because the teams ahead of them are not trying to be in the play. Right, Utah's trying to fall back. Yeah, New Orleans Oklahoma's is trying. New Orleans is trying, but and just, Portland's trying. Yeah, Cap, what do you think? I think they're making the playoffs. You think they'll get all the way up to six? I think so. I mean, well, they're only three games out of the five. Yeah, but that's, here's that's, the flip. Here's the flip side. They don't that. know the tiebreaker on a lot of those. Yeah, games. yeah but here's the flip side. If they lose tomorrow night, you know, mm-hmm. against Memphis, they're back a good to team. Like twelve or something. Oh, they can drop all the way to thirteen. Thirteen again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, well, they so got the got teams they, that matter here, I think they'll pass Oklahoma City. And yeah. they, they already have, and yeah. I don't think. And they're kind of resting Shea from time yeah. to time, which is um, like a good reason for me to trade him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Yeah, but also, you know, the Jazz. They they're a little too good to completely tank. Right. They can't really tank. Yeah. Because they, but they have wouldn't mind a lottery yeah. pick. But they wouldn't mind if it happened. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I think they'll pass those two teams. Yeah. And then you have to just think about Portland and the Pelicans, both of whom I think you just have oh to pass God. one. Could of you them. imagine if they have to play Dame in a one game scenario? Oh. Like that guy has like how many yeah, times has he take, torn yeah. their heart out? Um. I mean, he beat I, them I, in the yeah. he beat them in the Kobe game. Remember? That's right, he did. In the Kobe Memorial game, yeah. Dan Lillard came into that but, building and, and lit it up. Right, what do you so, have, 50 something? Yeah. Right? Here's the flip side of what I saw yesterday. Mm. And, George, I know at least last time we talked to you about this, you were on the opposite side of it. You really don't think the Warriors are going to make a championship run? No. I thought Steph in the fourth quarter was about 30 seconds away from being MVP Steph. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he thought he was going to pull it out too. But I just think that they don't play defense consistently enough. And I think that the thing they lack, okay, and I've had this conversation with people at the Warriors, I've done enough of their games, right, where this seems to be the constant message I get, which is, in previous years, we had veteran guys on the roster that could take those the three best players, who sometimes can play reckless, and calm them down, and also be able to take the young guys and kind of allow them and elevate them. Now, Iguodala came back yesterday, and he was like a plus 14 in the first half. Right. He put like six minutes or something yeah, ridiculous like it. that. But I just don't know if I can count on Andre Iguodala okay, so right now. Momo, do you, do, you, do you think the Warriors have a championship running yes, them? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, well, I think it depends on the matchups for them. Right. They, like, there's certain teams I think they'll match up well with. Like, They're not beating Denver this year. I'm telling you right now, they're not beating okay. Denver if they play Okay, them. I know. You're, Hot you've, take. Been, you've been there a lot with Denver, so I'll, I'll roll with you on that. Um the, the the thing about the Warriors is they remind me a bit of the Lakers in 2011. Do you remember that year yeah. where it was like the fourth year? And, and they got blown out in Dallas. Yeah, and everybody, yeah. all year long, everybody was like, oh, they still got it. They still got that GNA, the championship. And then everybody just and kept- And Andrew with, Bynum clothesline J.J. Barea. Yeah, it feels like- <laughs> I could see the when, when, I could when they see were the down Lakers. 30. Yeah, yeah. Like even I remember I'll never forget covering this. Like the Lakers by the way, would LeBron lose by 30. Could have closed line JJ Barea in the following right. series actually. Right. Yeah. I'll never forget like Kobe after the, some of those games they'd be, they'd lose by 30 and goes call me crazy but I still think we can win. Like remember <laughs> like the, right. and Phil would say that and they were all measured. And so like until the final 
the final time that they are eliminated, I still believe in them. I don't know why. Nah. Cappy, would you be surprised to see the Warriors make a run? <laughs> George, like, let's say like nah. the Western Conference Finals Not this year. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised just because of who they have and and all of the pedigree, the championship pedigree. But but Ramona, what you just said is exactly the way I feel about the Lakers. Mm. You know, like when you're when you're in a team. You have no choice but to believe. It's like earlier this season, I kept saying, don't trade Brody. You don't have to trade him. Like, this thing can get worked out. Because when you're in a team, you actually have no choice but to believe. Because if you don't believe, then you've you've quit. You've given up. John, you asked the question, can the Lakers still be a playoff team? I still think they can be. Hope you're right. I mean, listen, 31-34, and 34, not that impressive where we are in the season. But when you look at Minnesota... 34 and 32. I mean, there's only a few games. It's not like they're chasing Denver or Memphis. I mean, even Sacramento's got 37 wins. So it's just the first two teams. Actually, let me rephrase it. Denver has run away. Everybody else, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, everybody's lumped right there within two or three games of each other. So if Anthony Davis continues to play like he played the last two games, and if, and this is obviously a big if, now we're talking about an if with LeBron rather than with AD, if LeBron is to come back late in the season, if D'Angelo Russell comes back, if this team starts to really believe, I don't see why they can't still get into the playoffs. So you mentioned the Warriors, and Ramona mentioned matchups. Yep. I think Phoenix is going to catch Sacramento. If the Warriors I agree, get I agree with you. If the Warriors get Sacramento in the first round, they're definitely winning. And then all of a sudden... But they're then, definitely winning. You just went that strong with it. Against Sacramento? hundred okay, percent. Okay, okay. You can end up with some bulletin boards. I don't there. care. hundred percent. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree I'm with lock, you. I'm lockstep behind Jordan. hundred percent. Then they. The problem is then they got to play Denver because they're on that four line. Yeah, yeah. You know, four, four five, five line. And I think that I think we are headed for a Denver Phoenix Western Conference Finals. I wouldn't rule out the Clippers. And if LeBron comes back, which I know is a huge if, I wouldn't rule out the Lakers either. But so so the issue for me with LeBron is if he comes back, John. What is he going to be? What is he? Yeah. Like, like he, he's already got one. To, he's yeah. already got a left foot injury. Now he's got a right blown tire. Okay, like <laughs> you know, like what? What do you? What hey, is he? It balances be? out now. What is he going to be? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. It's a fair question. So because uh, Mason's gone, you guys know I love to play sound for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to play something that I played earlier in the show. Um, <laughs> this is Kike Hernandez. He was asked. By Justin Turner, they were doing a fans Q and A. Now you got to listen carefully because it's a, the audio is not great. No, oh. but he was asked, "What's the most embarrassing thing?" So, so we already played this on our show. Oh, did you? Okay, so, Ramon Vermona hasn't heard it. No, should we played it earlier on our yeah. show. I'll play for the audience, and yeah. then I'll ask you guys what you think. Here we go. Uh, Kike Hernandez, what's the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you during a baseball game? 2020 playoffs. I had a tooth infection, so I was taking some antibiotics for my infection and. One of the side effects was diarrhea, and we got a big out in a big situation during the NLDS, and I screamed, I was DHing, and I thought I parted. Uh, I went out to lead off the inning, I struck out in three pitches, I went in the dugout, went straight to the bathroom, put my pants down, completely started. So you're saying you misjudged the part? I uh, know, what I'm saying is I all right, so he admits during a game, Cap, yep. he sharded that, that he yes, thank you, George. That's a good word. Yeah, um, Cappy, is that does that make Kike more relatable, or is it too much information and just gross? Oh my no, god, no, it's it's. it's yes, I mean, Cappy? George George is saying, oh my god, because he probably can predict where I'm going with this. Jeez, I mean, it makes him more relatable to me because I get that. 
<laughs> in a big way, I get it. Do That's you remember what, do you his story? To, he pulled over yes. at the hotel. But do you need to share it? Is yes, it you TMI? do. You do. You need to share it. Because, John, look, I, I talk about this quite a bit. Um, I carry in the back of my car a three-pack of brand-new underpants. That's probably smart. Because you just <laughs> never know when something like this could happen. You know, and, and in particular, and everybody who's listening can appreciate this, as you get a little older, yeah. you think it's yeah. going to be gas, and it turns out to be something to else. I haven't gone to emergency underwear yet, Me neither. George. No. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, try having it's two not kids. the worst idea in Just the world. Say. <laughs> Ramon, I get it. I, I've been there. You know, it's not, I mean, I it's it. not the, the number two you're worried about. It's like the, oh, the sneeze. <laughs> that's that's more the one you worry about. On your that was a very right. interesting way of putting. That. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, saying. Ramona, do I have to get you a three pack also? No, no, I'm I've, I'm all taken care of. I do the same. I'm not the same thing, but like, I, I you know, I've I've learned that as as you say, it's always best to be you prepared. Know, it, don't it, put yeah. yourself in bad situations. I, I can't believe I'm going to go down this road, but what the hell? Yeah. It's crosstalk. It's kind of amazing that that hasn't. Publicly happened to someone like the Dodgers wear white pants. Yeah. yeah. Most teams do. Yeah. Most home teams do. The road teams wear gray. I'm surprised that that hasn't happened I, in some way, shape, or form to I, somebody in the history of baseball yeah. or football. I'm sure it has or, people it, just it, don't football, talk about it. Oh, no. Mark Schlereth. Why do you think he's called Stink? Oh, that's seriously? <laughs> he's told me the story on the air. Yeah. That's why? Yeah. He, well, he wasn't just farting. He actually... He had to go. He had to go. You're playing for Joe Gibbs. You ain't coming out of the game. You're part but, of the hogs. But the good news back then was you played on a natural grass right. surface. So there was a ton of stains anyway. And there could have been mud. <laughs> you know. And, and if you if you needed to, you just go wow. diving into the mud. Yeah. Why do you think he's called stink? Yeah. Wow. That, yeah, like I, quarterbacks put in their hands? Yeah. Care. Well, he was a guard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a center. Yeah. Right. All right. I mean, some quarterbacks make Ooh. a mistake and they go to the wrong guy. All right. On so, uh, here's, here's, since you guys already played that one, here's one more piece of sound for you, Sonano. Um, this is the play by play guy's nightmare. Okay. Okay. This guy made a, did a good job coming back, but Northern Arizona. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was the guy, Sandra Mamuskitas Vili, who uh, the uh, Bucks just waved. I'm sure you did one of those games uh, recently. Yeah. I just called him Sandro. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the. Uh, the weirdest one I told you about was was Oklahoma City last yeah, yeah. week with Jalen with two guys yeah. named yeah, Jalen Williams. Williams. They just call him Santa Clara well, Jalen Williams. Yeah. They just they call him by their court. Well, their, I told John to just go Jalen Williams the guard versus Jalen Williams the forward. I think I copped out and just said Jalen Williams every time oh. one of them touched the ball, yeah. but you know it was one of those deals. So, um, Northern Arizona hit a three to send a, a game against Weber State into overtime oh. this week, but the play by play guy thought the shot won the game. Now he actually covers it. But, um, George, tell me if this is uh, something or nothing, all right? Throws it up court. Here's the shot. Lloyd for the win. Bang! I can't believe it. The Lumberjacks have, the Lumberjacks have tied the game. Oh, no. Oh, no. First of all, he went. So big, and then he he did a Mike Breen bang, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, you but know? it happens. I mean, it really didn't we, George? No, you got to look recently? at the scoreboard, right? But didn't we also recently play something from Mike Breen where I think it was Mike Breen where he also had a, an error along the way and he had to well, like, every play by play. Oh, it's mistakes. gonna happen. It's so right. cool. yeah. He 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 had 
No, he thought the the game was over and the referees were reviewing something or something like that. That's not as egregious as that, though. No, I feel right. like it was something else. But no, it was the Celtics Nets last year during the playoffs. Right mm-hmm. when uh, Tatum had the layup at right, the rim. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And By the way, was that cool yesterday? The way they did that doubleheader broadcast? I was surprised. Yeah, I was George, really you cool. may know the background. Was it because somebody else called in sick? No, or was that the plan? That was all planned. Along? It was planned. Oh wow! It was planned. Did you have to do the second game? No, because ESPN Radio did not have the second game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, I just had the one game. But I, I commend them, man. That's a long day, and it's not like see at summer league we do back to back games all sure. the time. But now you have three hours or four hours in between. Or like in the NCAA Final Four, you'll hear it was always been Jim Nance. I think he's turning it over to Iron Eagle. Yeah, but they do multiple Nance games in a day. Yeah, and would do both games. Right, they yeah, do back to back games. But, I thought it was cool as a viewer. Like you see, okay, here's the Lakers floor. Now it's the Clippers floor. Yeah, and those are the same voices. And I thought the same thing. Like when you're when you're doing the NCAA basketball tournament, you may have four games like through the course of a day, at least in the first round. And, you know, you just do it. You just power through. With yeah. these guys, they already know the rosters for both of these teams. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was that hard of a deal. I, I actually thought it was, as a viewer, I really, really liked it. You didn't think it was that hard? No, not really. Because <laughs> you've never done it. No, but George, I've been on, on NCAA tournament broadcasts where I've had to do four games in a day. Okay. And yeah. I wasn't. And That's I wasn't. A lot yeah. of play by play. Yeah, yeah, no, I, but I, talking I the, is the hard yeah. part. No, no, no the, I get yeah, it. If but you're on the sideline, it's easier than doing play by play. It helps to have a three man booth. It yeah. does. That's good All too. I'm saying is, is that it, to have two games in the same arena with four teams that you know very, sure. very well. That's easier. It's not like the end of the world. Like they couldn't do it. I thought they did a great job. I thought they had great energy in the second second game. And I thought that the second game provided well, a lot of it, it, a lot of action. I always wonder how, and, and Mark Jackson's a very nice guy, but I always wonder how hard it is for him to do Warrior games. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, he's been doing it for 10 years now. But, um, you know, and knowing a lot that, of he, championship that he had his hands on the wheel and then they went on the run, it's is, is, is probably hard. I and think, he, he does a good job I think it. the hardest part of what they did yesterday was the downtime. Yeah, and in between, right? Because even though, like, you'll see the coaches two hours before the other tip, you still probably got at least two hours in between. Yeah, games I did. I did that. Like, I I got to the Lakers Warriors game in like the fourth quarter because I was doing the the night game and right. I knew I was going to be there till midnight at right. least. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get there around three. Make sure I catch the end of the Lakers Warriors. Do post game, so you go listen to all the post game yeah, yeah. press conferences. Then there's still an hour and a half to kill. Right. So you go eat something. You know, you go okay. Right. I'll go. And then you're just waiting for. Yeah, and then you're yeah. just and waiting have, around for pre game. They have another game here. Um, I think it's Wednesday, so they're still here. <laughs> I think Van Gundy places. said he was Green on an elliptical. Fly, fly back yeah. in between. No, he he's still Knicks here too. I just well, the Knicks are here Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they're doing Sunday, but they're leaving for that. So, I had a, a friend, um, a, a colleague, Ramona knows who this is. Anya Brewster is the head yeah. of our hair and makeup at ESPN. Yeah, and she, we were talking about that story about how they did both games. She goes, the key to that: don't take your shoes off. She goes, the minute oh, I yeah. take my shoes off, relax. that's it. It's actually really, yeah. really profound. That's yeah. actually good. All right, Super Cross Track provided by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Sedano and Cap, right around the corner, ESPN LA.